talking about demons. What are the demons? What's this? Tell me about it. What are the voices about? It's one, it's another voice, the evil side. Yeah, whatever your name is, Satan. Welcome one, welcome all. We're returning back on Evil Examined for you. We got a double header for our evil entry. And uh, I guess a little quick news. Uh, we'll remind you that um, we got uh, Necronomicon coming up where we want to go and check out the HP Lovecraft Festival in Providence. That sounds lit. Yeah. When is that? Uh, that's in mid-August, I believe. I'm going to get the exact dates as we move a little bit closer, but mm. I'll just say Ronix is on yeah. for, for this uh, for first one, and um, and then also we got Little George on. Hello. So, okay. Um, and then uh, a couple other things on our radar. Uh, Gene and I have both submitted for the 100 Words of Horror contest, so we've submitted a few shorts um, because uh, we're actually working on a piece that's going to have a... A bunch of different micro horror stories, you know, that are just a page or two and kind of a sharp finish. Um, Easily di- uh, digestible. Yeah. So all you people that are on your phones all the time, you could take a look. You read a story in like a minute, absorb some of the weird fucking Russian artwork we're going to be putting in it and uh, have a good time, you know. So that'll that'll be on the horizon uh, shortly. And what else? Uh, Rock and Shock. Rock and shock in October. Do you guys have an example? An example? Yeah, Um, maybe a little uh, sneak peek or something. We might be able to, but not at the moment. (laughs) Not at the moment. But uh, we we uh, will actually actually that's something. I'm glad you said that because we're going to be doing um, like these micro podcasts about the how we did fact or fable. It used to be like long winded kind of like 25 to 30 minute short stories that we all acted out and stuff. Yeah. So um, we're going to be relaunching something similar, but just with very small short stories that you guys can listen to in a couple of minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, But they'll still be fully produced with uh, music, voice acting, uh, sound effects, kind of like all the awesome shit we had in the... uh, They're like bite-sized factor fables. Yeah. So you don't have to waste too much of your day listening to our bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's more like a, a concept-based type of thing. It just kind of puts a thought and idea into your mind. Yeah, and then you mm-hmm. play with it, play take with it from it. there. I like that. So when you say play with it... You know what I mean. Okay. Rocky Road. All right. Everyone knows about that. <laughs> Rocky Road. 
All right. cookies and cream. Yeah, that? cookie dough. And as a quick reminder, uh, try the new candy available in uh, uh, ebook, uh, Kindle Unlimited, and paperback. And then Daitami and the Slob are also available in paperback still on Amazon.com. Uh, and the Slob, of course. So check so those out if you like the Splatterpunk horror books. So if you have uh, Kindle Unlimited, it's free. Um, I think it's two ninety nine. Yeah, it's yeah. two ninety nine. Otherwise, the very low price of two ninety nine. Yeah, right. amazing. Or you can buy the cool paperback and see some of Katie's uh, artwork inside and the crazy chopped up body in the vending machine on the cover. It's a nice showpiece. It's a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. I'm all about the hard copy. You read it. You specifically read, hard. Yeah, you guys have read some of it, right? Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, let's say it's very you know stimulating for the mind and heart if you have the heart. Some of it, it's uh, it's great. It's just creative. The the content is just it just you just visualize these characters and they just come to life. Like it's like this really happened. Yeah. What? Uh, what yeah. Did, the the details of the just, stories and how everything is just gruesomely described. It definitely you can create a world in your mind and it's it's not for the faint of heart, definitely. But it's it's an enjoyable read. I love it. It really tells great stories. Well, thanks, guys, for checking it yeah. out. And, yeah, again, Amazon, you guys can get it there. Um, and what? Today we have a double dose of Evil Entry, and we're getting started right now with Gene, and uh, let's do the Evil Entry. Yeah. So I'll start this off with a question. Have you guys ever had an experience with a stalker in your lives? The closest is when I used to have two jobs and it was probably like, I was probably like 20 ish around then. And there was this guy that would come, I worked at a bank and I worked at a coffee shop and he would come into both places all the time. And he would send me flowers and soap. <laughs> I, don't a clean, subliminal I don't messaging. know. I guess you know. It's like, yeah, I'm really thing. into you, but you know, you gotta take yeah. care of a couple things. Yeah, yeah. you gotta <laughs> clean that know. up. So, and then he would he would drive his convertible too, and he was like a middle aged dude. Like he was way too old, like to be trying to flirt with like a 20 year old girl. And he would pull up in the coffee shop parking lot and be like, I have my convertible outside. Oh my God. He's like, I'm all set. (laughs) But I still had to be nice because it was like customer service, you know? And he would go both places almost every day when we were open and knew where I was going to be and like what my schedule was. That's the closest to stalking that I've been. He was your sweet stalker, though. Wow. He wasn't mean, and once, once I was like, I have a hard time being kind of like direct with people. I just feel like they should assume that just because I'm being nice to them, it's because it's my job, not because I'm actually, you know, interested. Right. And I feel like eventually someone else said something to him. Like one of the older people that I worked with was like, Fuck "She's off. yeah," <laughs> and he kind of got the idea and backed down. So. Damn. Okay. That's, That's right. The closest. Yo, Rapazine. I'm trying to think. 
Uh, or well, have I've, you stalked someone? I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so, like it, right? There's so many, I don't know. <laughs> well, that, that was a really sweet one, though, man. Usually stalking leads more to, to evil things. To more sinister things. things. But this question is a funny one because like, I feel like if we had more girls, every girl's probably like got 30 fucking stories of this shit. Whereas guys, we're the ones creating those stories, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Is that considered stock? I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to talk. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying hi. <laughs> but I have had girls where they would like know my schedule to a T, you know, and like, oh, hey, how are you? And like, all right. And then it would just happen like five days a week. Like, you know, my schedule, like, I know your schedule is com- like, you work second shift. So why are you, wait a minute, what? Like, so it was like co-workers? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, no, not even co-workers. I've had, I've just, I've had like girls where they were like, just don't, like for whatever reason, they'll know I'm home. Like when I lived at my mom's, I'm like, you know, like, and like, like, damn, he living with his mom. <laughs> you know I'm saying? Like, yo, man. I like the mama's no. boy. You ever yeah. see someone like sign in someplace and be like, oh shit, I like them. That's where they're at. And then go there. Yeah. <laughs> like I remember like back this is back in the day when Ronnie used to work at Friendlies. Shout out to Friendlies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody worked at Friendlies for whatever reason. So I we, I would just go there for free ice cream because he would just hook me up. I'll go pick him up. After beating steals, off. like gallon of ice cream and stuff like that. We met up with these two girls. Did you just jerk off or something? And that's why <laughs> you Well, I wait, mean wait, so I might have been the one that started that. I think you did start that shit. <laughs> like yeah, George, because we're in a different episode now though. Like, go ahead and it's because the ice cream connection is because yeah, well, you know, okay. Hey, when you jerk off, you need something cold, all right? We call it the, call it the good old beet and sweet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> beet sweet. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But anyways, yeah, you know, I've, I, it's just, this was like back in the day, but Ronnie knows. You know, we're not going to like reveal any names, but yeah, you know. I know, yeah, I know. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. yeah. When I first, first started a, a job, I got a series of emails from a very strange girl. And she just would keep sending me emails, and I was like, "This is this is work. Like they can look at this shit. Yeah. <laughs> what are you What are you doing? You know? What kind of? But emails, that's a, though? that's probably it was just weird stuff. Just like, oh, I feel like I feel like I know you. Shit like that. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. You ever get? That? But did I, you no. know her? No, I didn't fucking know her. I'm like, who is this? Yo, and you <laughs> ignore it, but she'll keep sending it. Right, I would be well. Then I figured out who she was. He doesn't ignore his answers back. I figured out who she was, and I was like, "You should probably shouldn't keep sending those." You know what I mean? I don't know. I have a story. I don't know if I should reveal the story. Weirdo, though, this girl. If you're thinking you should, then you should. Oh God, I probably should. Yeah. Just right. use a just use a different name. It's like just, uh, call the girl Corky. No, it's, just, it's not I, like anyone listens yeah, to this yeah, podcast. So, so, so hypothetically, there's this um, this this friend I know. Who's happily uh, happily married, and she starts flirting with this gentleman, a friend of mine. <laughs> and at one point it was innocent, and now it's more of a okay. She she likes me. Okay, your friend. Yeah, yeah. They're they're coworkers. You know, they work together and they're friends. <laughs> so she starts having dreams, right? Like, normal. Oh, we all yeah, have normal dreams. dreams. Yeah, of, we all have dreams. But these are sexual <laughs> dreams. Of, oh. Yeah. Oh. So she had two dreams of just having sex she with dreams about her, ice cream. her co-worker. Okay. 
Um, and so now it's like, okay, she's now giving me very, very obvious hints. But still... Your friend. Yes. My friend yeah. is thinking that. <laughs> so at that point, you know, he has a rule. He's do- he does not get involved with women that are married. But now it's to the point where she had one more dream. So this is three dreams now. So, yeah. Third they, time's a charm. Yeah. This, this gets a little bit crazy. So the dream, she dreams about this person getting married, but is not happy with that person. And reveals that is in love with that person and says, I love you. So, yeah. So what'd you in do? The, in the <laughs> dream. Yeah. So in, in that dream, so I'm like, at that point now, I'm like, okay, this girl's a little obsessed with that coworker. Because you, you're, you know what I mean? Like at that point, it's like, okay, I don't, you know, I, that person doesn't love that person at all. At all. And they're happily like, married. Yeah, happily married. So it's, it's like, you know, okay. So, yeah. That, it's, and yeah. It's just, it just gets, yeah, you know, now. So do you, do you have any advice for your friend? Should your friend not dabble in that? I wouldn't. I would never, ever, yeah, I would say don't do that. That's just. <laughs> yeah, your friend should never, ever do that. It's just a bad decision. Your don't friend, do it. Yeah. Man, I hope he's okay. I don't think he's in a good place, honestly. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if it's a good problem to have or not. Like, Maybe we should I move on to the story. <laughs> yeah. <It's getting> disturbing. <laughs> okay. Right. So yes, the watcher. <laughs> it, it, it can kind of be considered stalking. I can kind of see where you're taking that there. Oh. That would be definitely stalking. Yeah. 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 And the closest to me has been like Facebook. And I get on like something I never use, but when I am on, damn, this bitch knows I'm on. Like I get the message, I'm like trying to chill. I'm like, nah, I try to chill. <laughs> I'm trying to chill. Like, I mean, it, it does tell you when someone's on. Like that's says online. Oh, okay. So it's not, it's not like some supernatural. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, but if she's seeking it out specifically, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. On top there's of there's a yeah. bunch of people online, right? That's yeah, true. that's true. That's but true. then she's looking at Ronnie like, yo, she added you know, me to the top up? of the list. Like friends, when your friends online, like she wants that notification. <laughs> if it was MySpace, you'll be her top five, probably number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the story today, watcher. It's not really uh, like relationship or, or love triangle kind of thing. Okay. It's a different kind of love. Yeah, no. it's a different kind of love. Okay. <laughs> it ain't a sweet stock. But this story is, um, I'll start it off with, um, when Derek and Maria brought us, uh, bought their six-bedroom home in Westfield, New Jersey in 2014, they fulfilled a long, uh, lifelong dream where they thought it would be the perfect place for their three kids to grow up. But soon after closing the deal, reality revealed itself. And this was actually a nightmare, not a dream. Um, oh, yeah. Soon it, wasn't, after, it wasn't a little George woo. special. Yeah. <laughs> um, His friend. Oh, I'm sorry. Little Hi, George friend. Hypothetical. His friend. Correction. His friend. It's hypothetical. A friend of a friend. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, the, as a family uh, began... Uh, as soon after they moved in, they they started getting uh, letters from the Watcher, a shadowy figure who cryptically referred to secrets hidden inside the house that they moved into. So, just a few days after moving in on June second, two thousand fourteen, they received one, the first of many, disturbing letters, and this letter read as this. Um, my grandfather watched this, this home 
in the 1920s, and my father washed, washed over it in the 1960s. Oh, shit. <laughs> now it's my time. I have, been put, <laughs> I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its sep, uh, second coming. Uh, do you need to fill the house with young blood, as I requested? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them out to me. Oh my God, that sounds such, like such a troll letter. Yeah. It's got to be a troll. Right? Oh God. But That's trolls cool. don't write crazy. letters, dude. No. <laughs> trolls send emails. Trolls post shit online. They don't fucking lick a stamp <laughs> and put it in the this post office box. It's a little incriminating, you know. Right. You know. What state was this again? I'm sorry. This New was Jersey. Uh, New Jersey. Damn. Beautiful place. That makes sense. <laughs> um, Garden City. So it's creepy right off the bat because he's referring to the kids, young blood. I don't know why he, he used that uh, particular word. I know it's, it's, such a, it's Jamaican. It's such a Jamaican term. Yeah, you're my you think he's blood. Jamaican? <laughs> <laughs> young blood. Yo, what up? So that young was blood. That was a, um, just a few day, few days of them moving in, and then. Um, so imagine though, right, moving into the house, and then you get that. That's the first thing you're probably kind of like, oh, this is. This yeah, is this is probably for the old owner, or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah, right. Toss it aside. It's not for me. You're like, oh, a letter. Oh, this is so nice. Nobody sends letter anymore. You know, you're excited to read it. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, you know, it escalated. Okay. So on June 18, sorry, uh, they got another letter that uh, started off with, "Who has the bedrooms facing the street?" <laughs> I'll know as soon as you move in um, And get situated It would help me to know who is in which bedroom So I could plan better (laughs) Sounds helpful That's it After that That was it That's it That's it I would call the cops Why did he even open that second letter (laughs) Nah And then on uh, A month later On July 18th uh, they got another letter that said, have they found what was in the walls yet? In time, they will. I'm pleased to know your names now and the, name, the names of the young ones uh, that you have brought me. Will the young bloods play in the bedroom, in the basement? <laughs> oh, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> and they haven't replied to any of these letters yet. There's, <laughs> there's no like return address. <laughs> That'll be a very sh- short mystery. Because um, he's asking questions. He's asking <laughs> he's a lot of questions. He's yeah. asking a lot of questions. <laughs> and he's answering them. I, uh, yeah, I feel like time. there's a rhetorical question. <laughs> right. <laughs> just like, let me make you piss your pants. I feel like my guess right now is that this is like a realtor or someone trying to drive the value down. <laughs> oh, man. Hold on. Yeah, hold that thought. Because there's a lot of um, people that have their um, ideas of what's, what's really going on. A lot of cooks in the kitchen on this one, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's another letter, unspecified date, I guess, um, where it says, all the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then after, <laughs> after that, another unspecified date. Um, this one seems to be um, directed towards the home improvements that they've been making in the house. Okay. And he was not pleased by that. <laughs> oh, shit. They really are watching. Yeah, they're watching everything. It makes, it makes it feel like he lived there, though. And, like, he's upset with them altering Yeah, like, this is my house. Of the right. house. Fuck right. Is that even house? illegal to do, though? Because he's not making any threats. So far, he isn't, no. So I mean, 
Okay. It could still the be young bloods coming to me. That uh. that could be a threat. I guess. <laughs> so you know, all right. I don't want to interrupt. Cause no, I go ahead. Wanna, no, no, because I'm thinking because I've heard of stories of where there's people that live in the house with you and people don't know. Yeah, I actually covered one where this guy was living in this um, college our, uh, student's closet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was in there. See, are coming out the closet story. He was going through the walls and like living in there. Yeah, Um, and then he was like wearing the chick's fucking clothes in the closet. Yeah, is that is that what you did today? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) When she finally found him, just just, recapping on our episode, just in the closet with a bunch of cookie dough. She he had like her purse and shit, and he was like wearing her clothes, and she's like, "What the fuck?" There was like no signs of breaking or anything, so it like caught cut off guard and all that. Just so you know, I always check every every room, every like crevice now. Because of stories house. like that. Yeah. Do you do you lock mm-hmm. your bedroom door? Do I lock my bedroom door? Well, you got kids, so it's yeah. Quite different. No, no. I, I lo- always I lock, lock it. All doors, dude. I lock like it. Yeah. Because I'm like, if somebody were coming in, just give me that extra second to prepare mm. and get the big fucking knife off the dresser. Oh, I have a weapon in every room. I make sure, just in case, just in case scenarios. I mean, living in CF, I, I learned to lock my doors and shit. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, there's always people that are Beautiful like, oh, place, though. Well, I think, but I think, like, when you live anywhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's, it, it's it's easy to say, oh, I live in a decent place. Nothing seems to happen around here. That's where they go it, to. Until it does. Exactly. Right? You know? I would just hide. I mean, if you were to rob someone, you'll rob someone that's, like, doing good for themselves. You're not going to rob them. Well, eh, everybody's I, I mentality think, is different. I guess, I guess yeah. You know. One man's nickel bag is another man's... Nickel bag? <laughs> <laughs> Great Canadian band. The worst thing on robbing is you're, you're scoping this whatever individual you want to rob. You know, they, they got a good thing you, about them. You, you are? Know, wearing nice suits, nice car, but it's all a facade. You know, they don't really got nothing. You rob them. And that's, that's when rentals, you find out right? they ain't got <laughs> shit. rentals. <laughs> rob <them> at rentals. <laughs> Inherit their, their fucking... I'd be like, good bills. luck. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, over about this story, right? Um, I forgot where it was, but it was international. This uh, local wanted to rob this traveler or whatever. So, <laughs> so they go to the bank. They say, oh, I'll give you a ride. Don't worry, I'll give you a ride to the bank. Don't worry about it. You don't have to pay for the fare. They go... And then the traveler's like, damn, I forgot my card. He's like, oh, don't worry, we'll go back. We'll get your card. <laughs> That's a little suspicious right off the bat. <laughs> oh, like, uh, no one's that are, nice. People are too nice, right? Yeah, <laughs> no one's that nice. So they go back, they get the card, then they go, then he's like, oh, I, I forgot something else. <laughs> 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 and then the local's like, fuck this shit, yo. I'm just trying to rob you, but I don't want to deal with this etiquette. <laughs> It sounds like he's just trying to annoy him. You gotta just play stupid. <laughs> like, like, he probably caught on. <laughs> How far can we take this shit? Exactly. So yeah, with that context, uh, they made home improvements. And then the next letter came in um, where it says, you have changed it and made it so fancy. <laughs> it, cr- it cries for the past and what it used to be in the time when I roamed its halls. When I ran from room to room imagining the life um, with the rich occupants there. And now I watch and I wait for the day when the young blood will be mine again. Some bougie ass motherfucker. I right feel like there, he was yo. molested. Yo, what? Just this whole, <laughs> Not, this whole commentary. He says, imagining the life with the rich occupants there. So he, maybe he was, he knew the people that owned the house. Like originally? he was friends of. Maybe. 
Yeah. I, I feel like this guy's a neighbor. It's in like New Jersey. Right? Yeah. Like I feel like if you imagine this house like somewhere else, it makes more sense to have like all this ancestry and stuff tied to it. But New Jersey just makes me think of like mafia if I think of ancestry. It was a really nice from what the what the accounts were, it was a really nice neighborhood. Um that's something that surprises me too, is like when you think certain things, you have like this pre uh conditioned thought of how a place is. Yeah. But every place has nice places yeah. and it has bad places. Yeah. So it's like it has both. It does. You know what I mean? But it's human nature to focus on the negative shit though. Right. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. That's the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> There's no happy uh, how long happy has it been? How long are these letters apart? Um Seems so good. I had a date for like the first couple. Okay. And then it it was unspecified oh, dates shit, after wow. that. So these are mostly un- unspecified. Um, then there was another one. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Um, have you all found the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement, or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. <laughs> <laughs> it's so far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. <gasps> Uh, dude, I'm thinking low. like if I'm the down. dad in this house, I'm like, dude, I'm gonna start tearing these fucking walls down. Look at the shit. <laughs> yep. Maybe he's just trying to get them to like destroy he's, their house. That's what I'm saying. He's, like, he's, like, he's referring to the like the walls at one point. The basement's a common thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe he's like a pest guy and the young trying blood. to get business, and he's just confused. <laughs> There's termites in your fucking house. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's probably where he's staying in the basement, the attic. Oh, the attic. I would not go up there <laughs> because he's up there. <laughs> there's flooding in the attic. Um, and then there's a very short one, unspecified date. Who am I? I am the Watcher. And that's when they officially got the name for him, the Watcher. Um, so after a while getting these fucking letters, the, the family members eventually reaching their breaking point. They went to live with Maria's parents, or the, the wife's parents. Jesus. Because like, they couldn't, they're just freaked out. I would have been done. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. Um, that, just imagine it, though. Like, you're getting up every night. You go downstairs, and it's dark. When I go downstairs, and it's dark, I'm just turning the light on, not thinking about anything. Mm-hmm. You're getting these letters. You're thinking, what's in the shadows? You know what I mean? Oh, like, I think what's... that every time I go downstairs. Especially well, the basement, dude. Yeah, but I, I mean, used to run. I used to like. <laughs> it'd be so much more amplified though with these these antagonizations, you know. Yeah. I have two questions that you probably I don't know if you know or not, but like at this point, have they contacted the police? And what did this dude? I'm assuming it's a guy's handwriting look like. There's no there's no um, description of the handwriting. Uh, the police thing comes a little later. Okay. Well. I'll say too. Can you grab that beer can again? Your nail polish matches. It looks really cool. Yeah, right, that's on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Yo, Sam seventy six. Like she has the Sam seventy six wow. coat. Coordinated. Um, so not only that, like you go. Imagine going into your mailbox and getting fucking bills and shit, and then getting this fucking letter afterwards, like bad news after bad news, and then the fucking. <laughs> At least this is interesting watcher. though. <laughs> I'm like, okay, TV guide. Electric Chase credit bill. card. Oh, hey, oh, hey stalker. A little stalker there. Yeah, yeah a little stalker right. action. Not a bill. Huh? I'll take it. So after they uh, go to live with the, the wife's parents, they try They're like, fuck this. Uh, we're going to try to sell the home. Uh, but it comes to no avail. Um, 
they felt because they have they felt they had to disclose the watcher's existence to any potential buyers. Like they're not going to be pieces of shit and say like the previous owners. Like the previous owner, we'll get to that too. Um, when whenever they mention the the watcher, of course the buyers run for the hills. They're like fuck that. Um, it uh, should also also be noted that the family bought the home for nearly one point four million dollars. Oh damn! So it's, it's, fuck. it's okay. It's, Wow. Very nice neighborhood. Most of these houses are almost like mansion, like they they could pass as mansions. That's even creepier when you think about like the darkness at night and the hallways and stuff. In a big, yeah, big In ass a home. Big house. Yeah. That's genius. Like what the fuck was that on the first floor? Yo, seriously. Yeah. So that's why I can't live in a like down a in the west wing. <laughs> right? Like, <yo. laughs> in the west wing. <laughs> dude, beauty and the beast right there. Right. But that's dude, true. you know what though? Fucking um I think like what if this family were the ones that the people that bought the house, they were the ones originally sending the note and then they bought it and then they keep, they keep sending the note to themselves so that they can fucking like sue the previous owner and say, you didn't disclose it. I got a surprise for you. <laughs> <laughs> so that I, I addressed that too. That's genius. Oh, that's a theory. Yeah. It's a theory. Yeah. Right now. You're not the first no. to think of that one too. Conspiracy. Um, so the family contacted the home's previous owners to see if they too were subject, subjected to the, the watcher's torment. And the uh, previous owner, Andrea Woods, um, who lived at the house previously with her husband, John, told the family that she once received a letter from a person claiming it was their turn to watch the house. But uh, Andrea said it was only, there was only one such letter that she re- received in 23 years of living there. Um, and she just ended up throwing it away because she's like, you know, what the fuck is this? Bullshit. Right. <laughs> um, but like to the... Why, why does he have to watch it? It seems like a boring thing. Yeah, exactly. What are you getting out of it? Yeah. Um, but the Brodus family took that as meaning that the Woods knew about the Watcher and chose not to disclose it to them when they bought the, the house. So they, they tried suing them. So they say, so basically they're saying like the one letter, she must have been lying about the one letter though, no? That's what they're saying. Like, oh, you knew about this fucking guy. This fucking guy's sending uh, <laughs> letters like every Tuesday, it sounds like, right? Or, or at, every, least at least pretty every month. Yeah. yeah. Maybe one a month or something. Yeah. How long did they, they must have lived there at least for over a year, I don't think. Yeah. So th- yeah. there's no way. Exactly. They must be fucking bullshitting. Yeah. Mysterious, because um, this guy sounds like he's been hanging around the house forever. Yeah, exactly. Or so he says. I don't know. Man, so, it's fucked up, though. Man, that's something you gotta disclose because that has a huge impact on whether you're gonna make that decision. That's why I, feel like, can live with I feel like legally you would not have to disclose that. Maybe legally, yeah. but morally, if you're a good person, you want to. No, you I just th- want the money, dude. You want yeah, the money. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you paid one point four million dollars. You might want to. Yeah. There's some fucked up shit with that. Like, I seen a case in Tennessee not that long ago where lady moves into a house and she finds fucking blood stains all over the walls because someone got murdered inside the house. The landlord didn't even clean the shit, dude. Did she even look through the house before buying it? Like, she looked through it, but it's like, oh, um, you know, it wasn't super obvious upon like initial. Look right, blazing over, and then like the neighbors start telling her, "Yeah, you know the fucking guy got like mutilated in your house." <laughs> Yo. and it's like she wants to get the fuck out of the house, but she's locked into this lease now. So there's a whole bunch of like Oof. wormy ways that mm-hmm. 
landlords can kind of keep you in these situations. But this one's even worse because it's not like a landlord. It's like At this point, I would have put like cameras everywhere over right? the house. Yeah, right? I would put cameras everywhere. By the mailbox. Because, okay, so he's putting stamps on it, but no return address, right? And, yeah. And does he have to physically go and drop it in the mail as they are slotted? He's probably sending it through the, the post office. He's sending yeah. it through the post office. They're oh. sending it, like, there's no so, way back, like, to tra- track him. But, like, he knows the design of the house, but he's not necessarily going there. That's why I would have put cameras up everywhere to be like, is someone even looking at our house, or are they just yeah. full of shit? Exactly, yeah. Right. Right, he's like... Oh, did you enjoy the hamburger helper last night? <laughs> They're like, like it's been a month. They probably ate hamburger helper at some point. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, damn. You know when you get missing socks and shit? I'm like, oh, was it <laughs> I see. <laughs> I see your socks are mismatched tonight. Where's my one white, one black. <laughs> so, okay, going, on? going from there, um, there was another uh, letter that seemed to confirm their suspicion. And it said, I asked the woods to bring me young blood. I have been in control of six, uh, 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on. And kindly, they sold it when I asked them to. <laughs> oh, shit. So it, it, it makes it seem like they were in like... Cahoots or cahoots something? together, yeah. Wow. I like that word, cahoots. Cahoots, yeah. You don't hear that that much. Yeah, I'll grab you a cahoots. What? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trump. <laughs> um, though the Woods did admit to receiving only one letter, they completely denied any wrongdoing and countersued the uh, Brodus family, stating they had been damaged by all the negative press. Um, <laughs> so at this point, the, increasi- a fucking river. the increasingly desperate Brodus family then uh, called in several experts, including former F- FBI agents, uh, to crack the case. But the, uh, the investigation was stalled and only succeeded in ruling a, fu- a few suspects out. Uh, with the only real clue uh, that was being disclosed being a bit of DNA e- evidence that a letter contained. And here's the kicker. Because you said, you said earlier, kicker. you think it's a male, right? It's a mm-hmm. man doing this, right? Oh, I'm so wrong. Because so, men are evil. <laughs> They're responsible for all Yo, of the worst. Yeah, men right. are just pieces Come of on, shit. Come on, I visualized a Ronnie. It was just... <laughs> rough as fuck out. <laughs> I saved that girl. Ronnie's too loud. He would fucking... He would not use a letter. He'd do it through a fucking megaphone. That's <laughs> very true. You know? I'm watching you. <laughs> so, the DNA evidence, it seemed to uh, lead... Towards a female DNA that didn't match Maria, so we like to snoop, but we don't like to fucking, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, just admit mo- snooping, <laughs> being nosy as fuck. Um, so it didn't match we Maria. We deserve to know. <laughs> which is like, I guess key because you guys stated that it could have been the family sending their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it didn't match hers. It was another female doing this. It was sore themed. I um, can tell, like, it's a girl just from the lick. Yeah, maybe I don't know. They didn't. They didn't say if it was like a piece of hair. They didn't say it was saliva. Oh, they said DNA. I don't know what that means, but they didn't specify. Like a tampon, maybe. <laughs> Girl, girls have different saliva than men. Like ours contain different enzymes and shit. Like yeah, ours slimy. is just ours is just straight drool. Yeah, it's like a slimy like shit. Dro- <laughs> it's a little dog drool. It's not. So with that being said. Um, who or where she w- that person was wasn't disclosed. 
and no one has been charged with anything in the case. No suspects have been revealed. But uh, some neighbors have been um, have even accused the family of making the whole story up, with others speculating that perhaps the Brodus family just want their money back and uh, while still owning maintaining ownership of the house. Um, which probably threw suing 1. people. 1.4 million. Yeah. I mean, if you fuck up on that and they're like, you know, I got downgraded at work, it's kind of reasonable to think, like, maybe they're trying to find an easy way out. True. That is true. Yep. But that's a real, like, that's a weird route to go because if, if you just, like, put your house up for sale, you can Nobody was money. buying it, though. Didn't you say they tried that? They tried, oh, no one wanted did. to buy that's it. That's right. That's wait, right. wait, wait. Did they try after the whole story came out? That's what I'm wondering, yeah. Because before people would have bought it, but after, of course not. There's that story out there. I mean, at this point, the story was out. Um, yeah, so it would have been. Before, tough. they were just disclosing the information, saying that, hey, there's some weirdo fucking stalking us. So people didn't want to buy into that. What, what did the courts have to say? Did the courts rule that if it was in case that the previous owner knew, would that have been illegal and they should have told them? See, I was looking for that. I was, I wanted to see the results of the, the them suing them and all that shit, but I, I couldn't find anything. Right. It might be still in the You gotta pay system. like twelve ninety nine to get those files. <laughs> we don't have that kind of fucking budget. <laughs> hey, man, this is mad intriguing. Yeah. If you want to donate, just do it. Donate, we'll look into <laughs> the <laughs> shit. To the Watcher we'll Fund. <laughs> but it's interesting, though. So, yeah. So that was one of the speculations. The other speculations was uh, this was possibly a viral marketing scheme um, by a Hollywood executive who wants to turn this into the next Amityville horror movie or whatever. Oh, okay. I could see that. Creating a based on a true story. Uh That's interesting. That is. And and there could be some... uh, Yes, evil examiner. (laughs) (laughs) There's too much evil in this room. Um... The light was the light was flickering. Wait, wait. Before we moved on, the cops searched the house, right? Did, did, did any documents mention that? There's, there's nobody. There was no searching the house. <laughs> <laughs> there was no searching the house. This um, is like um not like a criminal case, right? This is uh, civil, right? Yeah. Uh, so okay. yeah, they're not going to be like investigating and stuff. Yeah. Um. So with the whole marketing scheme thing, there's slight truth in the. There could be possible slight truth since um, uh. A number of big time movie people have allegedly expressed interest in turning The Watcher into a major film. Oh, Keanu Reeves. Um, <laughs> remember Keanu that one? Yeah. He, he was in a movie called The Watcher. Yeah. Where he was like a strangler. You guys don't remember that one? Either. I have that on DVD. I've never seen that one. I like that movie. That one. Oh, you should check that one out. It's not like. He never an, plays a bad guy. It's not a. I he's a bad guy in this Lion. one. That's dope. Really? Yeah. Wait, I, so. It's not like an amazing movie, but it's dope. And Keanu Reeves is just awesome. He is. So. It's fucking amazing. And it's cool to see him play a fucking strangler. It's kind You're of a weird thing. But you still <laughs> like him. Have you guys noticed that Keanu Reeves is like the coolest person oh, alive he is. lately? He is. He's yeah. a Virgo. And he's going to be in Marvel, so I can't wait for that. And he's going to be on that new game, Cyberpunk. Yeah. Cyberpunk. Yep, that's right. Actually, I saw dude, he came out and... People were loving his speech. Yeah, like, it was, yeah, like, dude. viral and shit. Dude, he's, like, he's no one has dude. anything bad he's to say about three. Keanu Reeves. He's probably the Antichrist. And then, and then he has all those photos <laughs> where he's not actually touching girls when he's hugging them. Have you seen those? Yeah. No. And people love those, too. They're like, He's Look. doing, the, like, the Matrix and shit. Like, yeah. Yo. He's like, he's like I'll, I'll be in the photo with you and <laughs> act like I'm hugging you. I ain't going to touch you, though. I don't want No sexual harassment. Shit. Dude, he's, <laughs> he's the dude. He's not getting me too, but... But you know what the other thing is, too, is that there's a bunch of other things about him like that 
started to surface, right? Like, for example, on the Matrix movie. Um, Don't you bad talk, Keanu. No, I'm, no these are good, good things. Shit. On the Matrix movie, like, all the people who did the special effects, he was like, oh, they were the reason why this movie was so fucking successful. But they didn't get paid, like, anything in comparison to, like, the actors. He gave them, like, a shitload of money. Like, he just wow. gave it to him. That's amazing. He even he, bought, he, like, Harleys for people. That, yeah. The there was, like, somebody that got cancer that was, like, just a person that built helped build the stage. You know, yeah. like, a construction person. And, like, his wife got, like, cancer and shit. And she he died. Just, he, and yeah. he gave her, like, he gave him, like, mad money to try and fucking help save her life. There's, like, viral videos of him. He doesn't have, like, a car. He, like, no, rides the subway. Yeah, I see him there's, all the time on the subway. Yeah, there's, crazy. like, viral videos of him, like, Giving up, a seat. giving up a seat to like women or anybody, yep. you know what I mean? Like he's just an all around. He drove good a car person. across country yeah. when someone had like a flat tire and shit. He drove them to their house and shit. Dude, that's like that's he's awesome. Dope. Yeah, I heard he goes around just telling people like, "Oh, you're spectacular or you're awesome." Yeah, he's yeah. great, dude. And like, yeah, I love all his movies. Hell you know, yeah. I'm I'm very excited about the Bill new Bill and Ted. Ted. Yeah. Yes, I, I can't. Wait. That's one thing I can't think of one Keanu movie that I did not enjoy. Like mm-hmm. Encino Man, fucking amazing. Point Break. Point what Break. About Point Break. Yeah. I love, Speed. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, Speed awesome. is a classic. Yeah, a classic, yeah. dude. Oh, that guy's great. So he should be in The Watchers. Should. Again, is what we're saying. Official, yeah. <laughs> I did you guys see the movie Knock Knock? Oh, with uh, yes, yes. Wait, with the two girls. With that, the two girls. Yeah, yeah, that was movie. a good one. Yeah. That was pretty cool too. I kind of hated it in a way though, because like I like Keanu a lot. And he's getting like fucked over a lot in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? it was kind of pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, man. Yeah, um, fucking bitches. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Let's let's see where I'm at. Back okay. to the watch. I don't even know how we got over here. Keanu, man, he's he the one. Call the watch. He's the one. He takes our hand and drops. Yeah, <laughs> he takes the wheel. Um. So with the the movie people, yeah. Uh, Bloom House, New Line, and Universal were all, were all interested in bringing this into a uh, like a movie kind of thing. Yeah, makes sense. And my personal theory, along with um, Katie's, is that this could possibly be like a rival uh, real estate dealer behind the letters, who is trying to drive the prices of the house down by creating this whole scenario, and so they can scoop it up for for cheap themselves. Mm, you know, of course. It make yeah, it makes sense. Um, so what they said, uh, what the family said uh, to the criticism by the neighbors and all that, they're like, "There's a natural tendency to say, I lived here for 35 years, nothing has happened to me, um, and what happened to my family is an affront to their con- contention that they're safe and that there's no such thing as mental illness in their community. Uh, and that people don't want to believe that this could happen in their community, so that's that's what they're that's why they're saying, "Oh, we're lying" and all that shit. Hmm. Um, so since they couldn't sell the house, they decided they wanted to tear the whole fucking place down. Good. <laughs> they're like, "Fuck this down. place! I'm just gonna tear it down." Um, the family requested permission from the city to see if they can destroy the creepy house and build uh, two smaller houses on the lot. But the neighbors were not pleased by that idea and complained that having two smaller houses on the street near a bunch of uh, near mansions was too disturbing and it would be terrible for the neighborhood. 
It would drive. <laughs> what? Yeah. That makes no sense. So like, it would drive down property value. Like a crazy stalker is not driving down the property value, you know. As long as the fucking lanes look nice. It's all about the aesthetics. <laughs> oh it's all about the looks of it. You okay. Know? Fuck the family. Right. Well, this is in California. Uh, New Jersey. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my god. The Garden State. <laughs> Shout Zach out to Guidos. Graf- I don't know. This could have been so much more they could have done. They could have made it like one of those Airbnb or some shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? Don't live there. Oh, but haunted wait, haunted wait Airbnb. No. Oh, 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 I covered all the bases here. Come on. He can even sell it as an attraction. You want to get to me, the watcher? Stay here one night. You'll get a letter. <laughs> you know, and then he starts making You'll letters letter. himself. He writes his own shit. Right? Make just, it into an just escape give me a cut. <laughs> escape room right escape there. Room. Boom. You <laughs> know? Can you escape the watcher? Now, the fucked up part here is uh, the city ended up siding with the residents and declined the request. Um, so the, the family ended up suing the city. <laughs> the end results were not stated. Um, so they are suing everybody. <laughs> um, so with the family no longer living at the home, they instead opted to start renting it out. Um, so Derek Brodus himself stated that he and his wife tried to avoid the house by all means. Unless they absolutely had to, um, noting that the family is losing money on this because the rental payments did not cover the mortgage, so they're just damn. They're just, they can't do shit. They sense. can't sell it. Uh, they could rent it, but that's not. They're basically just floating it until Ugh. they get it taken from. So yeah, something yeah. happens. Yeah. Uh, one day after new tenants moved in, Derek went to the house to try to chase away some uh, squirrels that were taking residence in the roof and shit. And then when he got there, one of the uh, renters handed him a letter addressed to vile and spiteful Derek oh, and his wench shit. of a wife, Maria. <laughs> wench of a wife, dude. <laughs> what? And the letter went like this. Uh, Hold on. Before you read the letter, I'm yeah. just going to say real quick. Wow. Back in, back in the day, when uh, what was the house, Sarita, on... Um, it was in Providence the one that I lived I, in the room. The spare oh, room. with Dayron. On Admiral Street? No, the other one after Admiral. Woodbine? Woodbine. On Woodbine Street, we lived in a house for a little while. 180? And there were fuck. No, it was like uh, uh, in Providence. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Closer to the like cemetery and shit. Yep. And the KFC. Um, but like, dude, there were fucking squirrels that were getting into that house and they were deafeningly loud like they sounded like they were in the fucking room with you like i'd be sleeping and shit and like loud yeah and then there were bats in the fucking house too but but you made me think of it because you said the squirrel thing and so i just did i I mean just imagine like if you hear something right next to you like it sounds like it's right next to you and it was just constantly happening it just freaks you out right it's fucking freaky and then you know you're all fucked up yeah. Or you go out for a night of drink and you come back to that. <laughs> we came back one time and there was fucking bats in the house. Oh shit! And then, like we were like watching a movie, and uh, yeah, we were just like, oh, we'll just watch a movie. This will be fun, you know. And then the bat comes and it's fucking flapping around in the room and shit. And then, uh, and then I'm crawling. We're we're laying on the ground oddly because that's how we set up to watch the movie. With the sleeping bags, just yeah. trying to get comfortable and chill. Yeah, and like I'm fucking like crawling on my elbows, pulling myself forward. 
trying to get out of the room. Oh, you know oh what I mean? God. And then Daron's like, Aaron, Aaron, you're fucking coward. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get in, slam the door and shit. Like, and it's just fucking flapping around in there, dude. Crazy. So Daron just stayed there? <laughs> yeah, there were there was a few bats in there, dude. They sucked his No, butt. no, he came in eventually. Okay. But I was just like, yo, you can fucking come too. I'm not getting fed on by yo. fucking Nosferatu in here. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's has got rabies. He did the right thing. For real. You know what I mean? For Vampires sure. and shit. Plus, you don't want Guano. Leave, leave them both you. behind. Guano. Yeah. That's, That's worth a lot of money, though. You can make some money off of Guano. What, Guano? If we learned anything from Ace Ventura, too. Yeah, that's where I got it from. <laughs> I hope that's legit. Guado. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Sorry. your letter, but I thought it was appropriate. That was, yeah, that was a good one. That was great. So, with that nice little title, um, the letter went like this. You wonder who the watcher is? Turn around, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> the letter said. Hold on. Uh, then it says, uh, maybe you spoke to me. One of the so-called neighbors who had no, no idea who the watcher could be. Maybe I'm dumb. Uh, <laughs> or maybe you do know and you're too, too scared to tell anyone. Good move. <laughs> and at that point, uh, Derek brought, us, brought the letter to the police, but it came, em- it came up empty again. So this is just like an e- eternal uh, mystery. We'll never Yeah, know. even after he moved out, you know, he got letters coming in. <laughs> For the, new ten- the new tenant was holding on to it. He's like, yo, I think the ship's for you. It's cool that they kept sending it to the house and not to his new address, even mm-hmm. though whoever it was probably knew his new address or could have figured it out. You can Google yeah. anyone's house if they own it. Yeah, it's I did that with Aaron. Yeah. So many things that could have been done. And the I cops do that. suck. <laughs> and you know the, what's the, crazy? The, why, oh, didn't, why didn't the cops scope out the post office like go to the post office and scope that out talk to the people you know well, but he could have just dropped it in a mailbox too yeah yeah you can drop it off you could oh, you know yeah, about mailboxes yeah. right ronnie man I, I, that's just not conventional <laughs> for me to do that nobody does it i'll send you a letter sometime <laughs> <You'll send me laughs> ronnie <laughs> where's the rice and the fucking uh Look the pastels <laughs> right Look behind you, you idiots. <laughs> But you know what's crazy is that um, fucking like, I don't know. I just think um, it would be pretty wild if uh, like, so you're saying he received letters when he moved too, right? No, it's when no, he went no. back to the house. Oh, when he, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, th- I was thinking it'd be pretty cool if they just, whoever lived in the house, if they were smart, they just kept all the letters, didn't say shit about him and then released a fucking book oh. <laughs> of the letters. They'd be like the creepiest shit ever. Yeah. You know? Right? Right? Missed opportunity there. It fucking was. Idiots. Damn. Yeah, so many fucking you idiot. millionaires that don't know how to keep it. You know? That's crazy. So we're going to end this with um, this last part right here. Um, after the event, that event, the house remained empty since that last letter for years after until February 1st 2017, a new tenant who goes by, we're going to go by Chris, uh, moves in and he receives a letter directed to the Brodus family, which according to the lawyer was the worst one yet. Um, yes. Unfortunately, don't, don't celebrate too soon. Uh, this letter contained specific threats and was more uh, derogatory and sinister than any of the other previous letters. But they have that disclosed, unfortunately. Uh, um, and, well, the poli- and the police co- uh, declined to comment on any specifics on the new information. So for after years of 
unthreatening, vaguely creepy letters. The the house was empty, and then someone moves in. Yeah, right. Um, I feel like anyone could have jumped on the train and started sending right. letters. Yeah. It's, it feels like it'd probably yeah. be more that the, all those letters weren't written by the same person, right? Like, right? I'm, I'm sort of tempted to... What's the address? To write them? <laughs> <laughs> I got it right here. <laughs> it's already written. I'll post it on the website. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, when uh, the reporters interviewed the new ten- tenant, Chris, about his thoughts on the whole situation, he responded back with, Eh, I don't care. It's not my problem. <laughs> and that's it. Yo, that's a great ending. Yeah, yeah it is. Wow. And that's the story of the Watcher. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. That's, that's a creepy one. That's... See, any uh, additional comments, guys? It makes me think of that song. Somebody's watching you. <laughs> Wait, was Wait the, isn't it me? Was the yeah. neighbors ever, ever like, w- like you know, questioned at all? Um. No, not really. Uh, I guess just for the their thoughts on like building the two little houses and shit. But that's it. Well, and the the they were um, speculating the other shit that I said. Yeah. That they were making it up. Um, they were just trying to get. They were shit talking essentially. Yeah. I yeah, wonder if this is an effective strategy though to drive down the pricing of a house. It sounds effective because. You know. Oh yeah. Well, there was a great movie we watched on um, Netflix, actually, right, Katie, where the kids next door had installed cameras into the house, mm-hmm. and they were into a neighbor's house. This grumpy old fuck that lived in the neighborhood, and they were slowly trying to torture him like by freak him, freak him, freaking him out. Yeah, is it fourteen cameras? Something like that. The name of it's something like fourteen cameras and. They start acting like it's like fucking haunted his house, you know, like they they're making shit look like it's haunted to freak this guy out. Right, right. It's pretty sick, wow. dude. I'm not gonna give the movie away, but it's totally this shit makes me want to watch that. But that's what I'm saying. Like if the if you were getting letters like this and you put cameras all around your house because you're fucking freaked out and you just keep getting letters but no one is ever showing up and all they're doing is just sending mildly like crazy letters, but they're not actually threatening you or saying anything specific, like they're spying on you or anything like that. Like, what all can you get in trouble for? You can't. So, the only threat I see is the one with the young bloods. I'm gonna catch them and they'll be mine and shit. Yeah, so it's like it sounds like a kidnapping. If, that's that's pretty yeah. threatening, but no matter what. That shit is unsettling. Yeah. No definitely. matter what. So it's like it would still fucking freak you out all the time living in the house, even if you have cameras everywhere. Like it would be it, no matter I what. I wouldn't stay there. I'll be like, fuck that. Yeah, I yeah. would definitely not stay there. It's hard though to just pick up and leave, it's, especially tough, when you're yeah. investing in a one point four million dollar house. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean you probably That's have other stuff. money, but I don't know. Maybe you're stretched a little thin doing something like that. No, it's tough being a millionaire, you know? Now, I want to end this with a, a question here. Um, what's the creepiest thing you experienced at a, any certain house you ever lived in? Um, I used to live in this house where I would have consistently the same dreams. I've never... Okay. I've never lived in a house that was like... When I moved in this house, I was told that someone died in it, Right. But there was nothing to make me think anything else about it. But I would have consistent dreams about, like, a Native American man and someone coming in through the window to try to kill me. 
And I would have those over and over again every night. And it was like there by myself every single night. So those were the dreams that I had. And that was like the creepiest thing. There was nothing like else coming into it, but that was the creepiest That's thing that would happen. Yeah, that reminds me of like Creep Show too, when the Native American dude comes alive and yeah. scalps everyone. The closest thing that happened to like solidify that after I had those dreams, because like this doesn't even make sense where I am, was like they were digging for a sewer, like not too far away from it. And when they were digging it up, they found like um, bones and stuff. And they, it wasn't like a marked graveyard, like everything else around it. So they just attributed them to being like a native tribe, tribal bones or something. Yeah, exactly. And that was like the closest thing that happened, but it didn't really make any sense. And it's like nothing was happening at the house. That's just what kept going through my head. It's pretty creepy. Ronnie? That's, that's pretty intense. You got something? Um, not really. I'm not that easily freaked out. Just a lot of the times when... Maybe you are. <laughs> <laughs> I scared you earlier, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's different. I'm just messing around. I, I just ignore it. You were terrified. <laughs> There's been... Um, Come on, there's been some crazy shit in, in, in Praia. Come on. In Praia? Nah, I stayed away from that shit. Dog. I was a wild kid, you know, riding cows, climbing mountains. and Yo. <laughs> With the mountain goats. Fucking catching my own pig and slaughtering that shit. And fucking That's disturbing enough. <laughs> <laughs> so you're disturbing other people? Okay. Listen, over here, we just eat the dead animals, okay? We don't kill them. <laughs> oh, my God. George? Um, this was like back in the day. Um, we, um, we used to live in Pawtucket on high street and this is actually before Millie was even born. High yeah. Street. Yeah. Actually she was born on, at, like at, yeah, at that house. But before she was born, I used to get like crazy ass fucking dreams about like, which was weird that you mentioned yours. Mine was more of a, like, I would just have like these crazy Crazy people trying to break into the house, I remember. And it was like, we were on the second floor. And so you had to go downstairs. And I always have a dream, someone like breaking through the window of the doors, like trying to climb up and kill me. I would get that dream all the time. And like I remember back in the day, my dad was into wrestling. So he would watch WWF at the time. Mm. And I would like picture all the wrestlers breaking out into the, t- breaking <laughs> into the house and try to kill me and shit. That's Yo. fucking terrifying. It was crazy. I remember, like, and then, like, I remember when he would watch uh, wrestling, I'm at the corner of the wall, like, trying to watch wrestling, but I'm so freaked out because I picture wrestlers killing me. So it was just, like, it was <laughs> nuts. Like so, ripping you apart. So, like, in the beginning, I remember, cross-face. I was just so scared of wrestling at the time. I remember that in WWF. I was, like, I was scared. <laughs> it was crazy, but, yeah. But, it, like, to this day, even when I was, like, younger, too, I, I was afraid of, like, these... I, I would visualize, like, hand puppets come to life and shit. And fucking just, like, yo, it was just, I would get these crazy-ass dreams. So that was at that house. Mm. Literally at that house, I would have all that. That happened to me. After that, I never had dreams like that before. For After me, that. it wasn't even dreams. It was, like, a real event that happened. Like, we lived on a uh, third floor. Third floor. Right? That house on Branch, that was a third floor, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Because we were yeah, in a slanted... Yeah, after we you, a second. We... After you guys moved out, I lived in there with Yerson and um, Jermaine later, at a later time. But at yep. the time when this happened, it was just me and Yerson. But, um, dude, broad daylight. They kicked the fucking door off the hinges. 
turn the place inside out. You know what I mean? And um, like, uh, you know, I was just thinking, what if we were in there when that happened? And the landlord was like kind of a piece of shit. So we were like, yo, send somebody here to fix the fucking door, you know? It was a Dominican, it took, right? Yeah, it took, uh, yeah. took days and days to fix it. So I just remember like being up like late, like with a fucking hammer. Just like, because the fucking door's off the hinges. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. I don't know. What's so, crazy about that is because prior to us moving out, <laughs> let's just say she broke into our house and someone was planting some... You know, some 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 plants for pharmacy. You know, hydrangeas. Yeah, you know, back in the day. You know what I mean? We had, you know, we had a couple of plants. And was we this just, high street? Hydrangeas. Yeah, you know. And um, <laughs> anyway, she broke in and she saw all that, and she, it was like, "Yo, why did you even break into our house? Like, what's going on? Like, right? So she just came in. She just came without in. warning. Yeah, and... without any warning. I was right. like, whoa. Like, oh, I know something. Maybe the electric bill was she high. Smelt it. Possibly. I mean, you but... know, we were just growing sunflowers. You know what I mean? So was I thought it was high range. <laughs> either either way, like I don't know of that robbery. What the fuck? How it came to be? You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah, was... I will never know. But it was a really uncomfortable time I remember and it was just like it was creepy knowing that uh, anybody you know if somebody wants to get into your house they're gonna get in especially without a door then yeah yeah. but I'm saying like even when the door was there it didn't matter Mm -hmm. you know and it was a third floor you'd think oh I'm on the third floor nobody's gonna come in on the third floor you know what I mean right but again who knows about that situation Exactly. You never know. You never know who was responsible, and it's just kind of a haunting thing. But whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, you can never be too safe. I guess that's true. Though. I'll say I'll leave it at that. Wear yeah. all the condoms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going in, bro. But yeah. So what does that wrap up the watch? Yeah, that wrap that wraps it up. All right. Well, but he wasn't wrapped up. He escaped. He was never. She. It was she. Oh, yeah, she. she. That's right. Well, we want to thank it's the number That's one crazy. selling little Real George <laughs> and Ronix for both both of you. Thank you. No, man, thank you for guys. having us. Yeah, we appreciate it. We had a blast. Yeah, and breakdown podcast. Yeah. Well, don't worry because there's another member of the breakdown that's going to be on for Woo-hoo. our double header evil entry, and in Woo-hoo. addition, Silent Sarita. Crazy males. Get ready for it. Here we go. Oh, I can't wait for this. Yeah. So there you have it. We've wrapped up on The Watcher, and now we're back uh, with one more bonus twisted kind of evil entry for you here that we're going to do. I know we did say that uh, Sarita and Millie would be joining us for this last segment, but uh, Little Georgia subbed in uh, bravely. Substitution, basically. Yeah. We're a twin. We're, it's like we didn't even get replaced. Yeah, what was it that happened that long caused this? Uh, so she was choking on some shit. Um, so the, the, the shit got clogged up again, like I was, you know, we were talking about earlier. A prior episode. Um, yeah, absolutely. she was a little constipated, so right now she's just getting that all released. So okay. I substituted for her, and uh, I'll do my best. What a gentleman. All right, yeah. well, I'm, we're, very, we're very blessed to have you. Um, I and uh, you. I guess we'll, we'll hand it off to Sarita now. She's going to be providing us with this uh, amazing bonus content today. 
so again, I'm just going to say that there is some, there's a bunch of tie-ins here. So actually, we're going to go back to, unfortunately, some child torture. So yes. um, Why is it unfortunate? <laughs> never, never fortunate. I mean, <laughs> but so I'm just going to get right into it. So on May 10th, 2007, a new father was doing a completely normal thing. He was installing some CCTV monitors in his newborn son's room. So he goes downstairs to kind of check the input, make sure it's all working. But instead of seeing his newborn son, he sees some young child who's naked. He's in a cage, some dark place. And his hands are tied behind his back. And some, some hand is throwing scraps at him. So... What he does is normal. He calls the cops. And from there, we have this crazy story that unravels of a mother, a single mother of two sons, her sister, and a 13-year-old girl from Norway who she adopted. And this all takes place in the Czech Republic. So we're going to go... Czech Republic. What do you guys know about that? Been there. You been there? Really? Oh, yeah. What can you tell us? Because I, I don't to, really know a whole lot. I went personally. to Prague and kind of like did a tour. Beer is cheaper than water when you're there, and it's all Pilsner, and there are kegs everywhere. Um, I went to a club that was like a four-level club, and each level was like a different theme. And nothing ever closes. There's like... Did they do like beer and vending machines there too? Uh, I didn't see any vending machines there. There's tons of like ghost tours. There's tons of... like. There's tons of buildings crammed together and, like, really cool art. And I think there's a torture museum there as oh. well that I did not get to go into. Okay. Um, that sucks. That'd be super interesting. I wanted to go. We just didn't get to go. Um, there's... This is just in Prague, though. This is not, like, the whole Czech Republic. This is, like, a major city. There's really insanely amazing architecture architecture there and child rapists apparently yeah i didn't see them either <laughs> so this does not take place in prague so this family was located in somewhere called kurum which is outside of some place called bajorn i don't know oh yeah but, she's that pop singer right bajorn <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think she wore a swan yep, we're at some a fucking point. swan yeah <laughs> so we're gonna go to uh Pretty much the protagonist, I guess, of the tale is Clara Morova. She uh, was 30, was actually 31 when she was kind of captured. But uh, she was a single mother, and by all accounts, she was a good mother. She was into family trips. She planned birthday parties. Her kids went to all sorts of sporting events. She was really involved in schooling. They were good students. She had two sons, both um, within two years of each other. One was Andre, and the other was Jacob. The father had left her a few years before, reportedly for um, reasons due to uh, Clara's mental health. She was normally a healthy person, but she did experience breakdowns and that resulted in some delusions, but otherwise was a normal person and a good mother. So um, she had been living alone for a few years with her two sons. When her sister kind of came out of nowhere, she kind of reached out to her and said, hey, how are you doing? She hadn't heard from her in a while. She said, I'm kind of lonely. You can move in with me. She said she was kind of in the straits. So her sister Katerina shows up and moves in with her. But what she didn't tell her was that she was going to be coming with a 13-year-old girl. So both of them move in with her. And at that time, Katerina... Um, was working for a child, a children's home, I guess, somewhere where they didn't really go into detail 
what it kind of dealt with. So this was a sister who was a couple of years younger than her. But she was employed with a, a children's home in the Czech Republic. But she comes with a girl who's 13 years old. Her name is Annika. She calls her Anna and says she's from Norway. And now the story's kind of crazy behind Anna. So Clara's kind of wondering where this 13-year-old girl comes from. So she, you know, obviously is kind of reluctant to let her in. And she says, well, I have to protect her. She's on the run from sex traffickers. I was told that I need to protect her by this this agency in Norway, which she can't disclose. But basically, she has to care for this girl who's 13 years old. She has apparently what they say is leukemia. She's going blind. She's going deaf. She has kidney failure. And she has a whole slew of health problems on top of her mental health problems that come from sexual abuse and all sorts of other abuse. So Clara just takes us all in and says, okay, that's fine. So I guess she's kind of willing to believe this because she's lonely and at the time she's sort of depressed. But I don't know, like I, I feel like if one of my relatives came and brought some strange child and that was a story they told me, I probably would have some questions, but. It's because like the kid is not really associated with her? No, she's just some random child who she says is from Norway. And she just shows up at the door. She can't, she can't, she doesn't have any documentation. She can't prove anything. She's saying, you just have to trust my word for it. She has absolutely nothing to prove this story. So fucking weird. But she's in, she, but also the sister Katarina is coming with this child from Norway, but she's employed by a children's home in the Czech Republic. Does the kid coming in speak the same language? She speaks Czech. She speaks whatever they speak in the Czech Republic. She speaks their language. She has no accent, and she doesn't speak Norwegian. Hmm. Yeah, that's mad shady. But you know, they're saying she was a victim of sex trafficking. So I guess maybe she's saying maybe she was taken from the Czech Republic, and that's how the connection comes in. I don't really know what. It didn't really go into detail what exactly that she told her, but that's what they told her. So she just kind of takes it in and says, okay, you can stay here. It's her sister. Mm -hmm. I guess she gives her the benefit of the doubt. So, again, Katerina was a little bit, um, there's a little bit of an age difference, maybe the way she comes with this girl. So when she's away at work, Katerina, so it's just Clara, she, um, she's basically a stay-at-home mom at this point, but she does have a degree in pedagogy, pedagogy which is apparently... You seem like it's very like, sure. it's like preachery stuff. It's actually like education. I don't know. Oh yeah, like, I don't know how they go into this. I thought it was that too. I was like, was that philosophy or some shit? I was but like really like getting caught up in her name. I it's thought ca- it was dog philosophy. You say it's sorry. Ca- <laughs> There's like it's like what dogs <laughs> think is right. What's her name? Katerina. Katerina is the one who works at the children's home, and she's the sister. But the it mother just, is Clara. It just What's reminds wrong with me Katerina? of Katerina. Well, no, no. It just reminds There's me so of many the. Keys. Uh, the, one of, of my favorite, most overlooked salad dressings, Catalina. Ah. And that's like a cross between French dressing almost and Thousand Island, somewhere in the middle. It's in the middle. It's, it's the middle. very good, though, very underrated. They're the same to me. <laughs> I love that fucking dressing, that and I haven't had it in years. I'm going to get some because yeah. of this episode. Gonna pencil it in. Yeah. Sorry. So where was <laughs> right, so she has a degree in basically teaching children. But she's not working at the time, so she's basically at home with her two kids, just kind of concentrating on her sons until Katerina moves in. And that was in 
Again, that was in 2005 when she comes. So this whole time she's kind of concentrating on her sister and this girl who apparently needs all of this care because she's coming in. She's, she makes it seem like she's practically on her deathbed. So because her sister is in, uh, kind of told she has to take care of everything, Katerina is taking her to the hospital. She's taking her to all these doctor's appointments. But Clara, who they're living with, isn't allowed to go to any of these appointments. She's not allowed to kind of meet the doctor. She's not allowed to really be involved in this girl's life at all. So she's going on this third kind of third person account of everything her sister's telling her. And then all of a sudden, one day, she receives this text saying that they are Annika's doctor. So that's a 13 year old girl. And he says, basically, like, I know you're living, you're supporting them right now. And Annika needs some very specific care. And he goes into these very detailed rules about what she needs. And um, does she have like a specific kind of illness or something? That just the leukemia, the basically all these things that she tells her she has, but there's really no documented proof that she can show her. Okay, so, so it's like, it's saying just like she going has, off her word kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, saying that she has leukemia, she has kidney failure, she's going blind, she's going deaf. Jeez. And uh, he's like, she needs very specific care, and I'm going to need you to help her. So he tells her, basically, the only way that Annika can be kept happy, healthy, she, uh, she has a lot of pain, and she needs these massages. So she needs to be completely naked. Don't need we all? To, <laughs> she needs these full-body massages. And then he mentions that you have to concentrate on her genitals. And it's really strange because Clara says, okay, I'll just do this thing because this doctor so-called texts me and tells me I have to do this. And when she tries to ask Katerina about this, she says, we can't tell you any information. It's a secret agency that's protecting this girl. Dude, this, uh, you know what this is kind of reminding me of, too? The gymnast. Yes. Can you hit on that real quick? Steven, Dr. Steven Nasser was like the U.S. Olympic gymnast guy for like a lot of different things. And he would tell people when he was treating them because he abused, I don't even know, like hundreds and hundreds of girls. Yeah. yeah. Um, he would tell them that he had a treatment that could relieve their stress or injuries by... Um, Basically, fucking fingering them. Yeah. And that's what this... He was right, though. That's the fucked up part. He was right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, but uh, he he basically... um, It was... You know what was disturbing? Because what? We watched the documentary on Netflix. What was it called? I don't remember. I don't remember what it was either. But there's... It's not Netflix. It's on Amazon Prime, the documentary. Um, But it... There was, like, a lot of disturbing video of him, like... Like touching girls and shit. He like, was videotaping himself to try so to like exonerate himself. That's, it's it's gonna fuck with you because you have a daughter. Yeah, yeah, you it's fucked up, dude. You don't need to watch it if your daughter is not in competitive sports, but if she is, then you should then you should watch it. You should just totally to, watch it. Yeah. Just to have that fucking in the back of your mind somewhere deep down. Because dude, they, they they tried to fucking knock him off a bunch of times. Mm. Just to like, make you aware, nobody. because parents were in the room when this was happening. Oh my god! Because yeah. like, like she's being told to do this from a doctor, right? Yeah, she just believes it. Yeah. Wow. Because nobody questions doctors, nobody even does if it's do, a text yeah. message or an email, apparently. So she's receiving all of these text messages and emails over the course of about six or eight months, and she's just following everything. 
And basically everything right now is her concentrating on Annika. And it's all about if Annika is well, if Annika is this, if Annika is that. So she's really putting everything into this girl until she decides that she feels so sort of connected to her that she wants to adopt her. And at this point, Annika's starting to tell her all these stories about her tales of sex slavery and all the abuse she suffered. And she's really starting to feel this, all this empathy for her. So she tells the doctor, well, I'm thinking I want to adopt, I want to adopt her. And he goes, oh, that's great, that's great, but the problem is your two sons. So Anna, what they call her is Anna, has been telling me that they are mistreating her, they're making fun of her, they're making sexual comments to her, they're really sort of mentally torturing her. So what we need to do right now is we really need to start curing your sons of their disorder. So he tells Clara all of this. So he says, he lays out this treatment plan for his sons, saying you need to start punishing them. Meanwhile, you know, she's giving all her care and her attention to Anna, saying, giving her her full body massages and treatment, whatever the doctor tells her to do. So the doctor starts telling her, say that they can't tell, they can't call you mom anymore. Take them out of their rooms. What? and start punishing them. Let them know that, just explain to them that this is for your own good. You need to learn how to treat Anna better. So Clara decides she's just gonna follow the doctor. She takes the children out of their rooms. Her two sons right now at this point are six and eight. She starts chaining them to the table and letting them stay there for days without food, without water. They stand naked in their own piss, their own shit. If they try to call her mother, they start whipping her. They start whipping her children, and she's sort sort of fine with this. Katarina will get involved. She'll get involved, and uh, until the children basically sort of kind of sit on the floor and do nothing. The younger child sort of resists a bit, so they start gagging him, and he starts getting the bulk bulk of the treatment because he's sort of resistant to their. Uh, he calls them their therapy. So this goes on for about a month. It starts in July of 2006, which is a month after Anna and Katerina arrive. So the doctor says Anna's still complaining. They're still torturing her, which I find ironic because they're chained to a table. They're watching them all the time. I don't know how she believes that this is actually going on. So he instructs Clara and Katerina to take Andre and Jacob to some sort of undisclosed cabin location um, and sort of they increase the therapy is what he calls it in the text. You know what's crazy? Like the the word therapists, that's like the rapists. The rapists, yeah. Mm -hmm. Saw that on like a SNL skit. The mental rapists. Like, do you remember Will Ferrell? Uh, he's like Alex Trebek. Do you remember that? When he would oh, do that? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I remember. And then they would have Sean Connery, and he's like, I'll take the rapists for a thousand. <laughs> he's like, that's not the rapists. <laughs> that Therapists. A good <laughs> that was great, right? That was like when it was actually like good. That one. Yeah, it was. Sorry. <laughs> that's I had crazy. <laughs> talk about that. The rapists. <laughs> So, yeah, he takes them to, they pack them up and they take them to this cabin. And then there are these four other adults that join them. They're not really, besides this section here, they're not really impactful, but they, um, 
they basically take part in the torture. So when they're there, they put them in dog crates, basically. They don't feed them. They don't, the mother isn't allowed to talk to them, even though she's in the room. They have to ignore her. Um, they start forcing the children to abuse each other. So they give them things to burn each other. They give them cigarettes. They um, start basically waterboarding them. They start putting their heads in water until they think they're going to drown. They really start really torturing these children. And Anna's there the whole time. So she's just kind of looking on. And at one point they decide they don't want to look like she's being favored. So they pretend to zip tie her hands and she just sits in a corner the whole time. But basically, the bulk of the abuse is on Andre, which is a younger child. So they decide that he's not really learning his lesson. So they decide to start skinning him. And they start on his, one of his, his butt cheeks. So they take off a bunch of flesh. They actually make his brother do it. According oh, yeah. to, yeah, they That's make his cool. brother skin, skin a big piece of flesh off of his, one of his butt cheeks, and then they feed it to Andre. So they make oh him eat gosh. his own flesh. Raw? Yeah. Just, just on the spot. They just make him eat it. I feel it. like it'd be weirder if they cooked it. They, they basically make his brother feed him a piece of his flesh. Wow. Um, and this is where, because I'm reading like Czech translations... Sick. They, they skin more parts of him, like apparently one of his arms is almost completely skinned. And it's not clear if everybody's eating it or he's just eating it, but they're basically sharing his flesh among some amount of people. They don't completely skin him, but they definitely take like a significant portion of his skin off. And it kind of comes to like a head where they basically have them lay into a grave and they put their heads in bags and they pretend they're going to kill them. But they don't. So, um, somebody tells me that they're gonna wish they did. What happened? The way this story's going, if not already, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's pretty bad what they're doing, and the mother is pretty much on board with this because she's believing it's a doctor's therapy, and she keeps getting these texts while they're there saying, you know, I heard what you're doing, and it's it's all exactly as I'm telling you to do it, and that's great. Now, at some point, she actually meets this doctor, but it's it's very strange. She meets him like. Three o'clock in the morning, it's really dark. She meets him in like an Audi. He shows, she's like, she's kind of started doubting it. She's like, I need some proof. I don't know at what point this happens, but it's after the torture has already been significant. So she meets this doctor and he shows her some proof, which is a diplomatic passport and an ID from Algeria. And she's like, okay, that's good enough. And she can barely see the guy's face. Oh my God. It's like, so it's literally like the smoke is blowing in sort of thing. She's like, it's really dark. It's really, she, I was like, I can't tell you what he looks like. What a but she's just like, okay, I guess I believe it. So after they go through all of this, it's already been about, they're there for about a month or so. And after I guess they've pleased the doctor enough, he feels like they've done a good job. He decides he's going to put them up in a house. So he moves them into a house, which is Katerina, Anna, then the two sons. Mm -hmm. So the two sons don't get rooms. Obviously, they're like chained somewhere to furniture or put in closets. And the Anna gets like a bedroom upstairs. And during this whole time, they're continuing their therapy of the two sons. And while they're doing this whole thing, Anna is trying to adopt 
Well, actually, Claire is trying to adopt Anna. But he tells her that Anna clearly can't appear in court because she's being protected from these Norwegian sex traffickers. So Katerina, her sister, arranges to have someone come in and say that they are Anna's father and they're releasing custody of her. So obviously they need a child. So they somehow managed to talk this actor, his name is Victor, into coming into court with his actual daughter and saying that her name is Anna and that he doesn't want custody of her anymore. So during this whole thing, they're just like, that's fine. I don't know what's going on in the Czech Republic, but apparently you can just do this. So they believe this guy who comes in. This is his daughter. Okay, you can take her. They have basically nothing to go on except some forged documents saying that she is this person. So she adopts Anna during this entire process while her kids are basically like chained to table legs and stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. And let's see. I just think that that kind of... that must be so fucked up. Like, life must be so different after that type of upbringing, you know? Yeah. Like, I can't imagine what like, the kids are the like. Fuck That's what I mean. Man. Like, oh, their mind state. There's no life after that. It's like you're ruined in some respects. Probably not all respects, but definitely in some, right? How like, do you have any how, aspirations besides How often do you guys, escaping? like, think back to when you are kids? I, I don't think, I wouldn't say often, but I think since we've been doing this show, I've thought about it more. And since I've been writing a lot, I've thought about it more. Why? What about you? I don't know. I feel like you have flashbacks to random things, like, or like something will remind you of something. But I, I don't know. I feel like maybe not every day, but at least once a week. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with like, sometimes dreams can trigger stuff, right? I feel like with you. Yeah, I have tons of dreams. I don't really remember my dreams that much, so it's like that avenue for me is not where I think about it. It's more like when I'm creating, I guess, because I know like like when I make stuff, I leverage my experiences a lot, and you go back and sometimes like, or you know what it is too? You know what's the crazy thing too? The trigger, you know? Um Sometimes it could just be a conversation about something very specific. And if you didn't have that conversation, there's no way you would have ever remembered that shit. And mm-hmm. it's kind of sad in a way because there's so many lost memories that are great. You know, like I've remembered things that I thought that I would have never remembered if something very specific didn't happen. And then I'm like, man, what the fuck? What's not around me to trigger all these other memories that are probably lost by this time? Yeah. It's kind of a weird thing. My question is, like, why does she start doubting the fucking doctor when she sees him and not when they're skinning her fucking child? <laughs> there's, there's literally there's no explanation for this whatsoever. Like, the mother just says they manipulated her, like, over and over again. Like, she believed everything that was told to her. She has, she just basically believes everything. She must be as dumb as a rock. The, I don't know. Change your kid I up I don't and really skin know him. what they told her, <laughs> but I sense. can't think of anything. <laughs> Change your kid up and skin Like, that's for their benefit? How? Something like a Craigslist. She, she just believes this, <laughs> apparently, 
She's fucking crazy. It makes really no sense. There's so many things about this case that are so strange. And I think you'll see, like, how baffled everyone was by the sentencing. It's kind of crazy. Oh, all right. I feel like in those areas, though, right, like, that sentencing is... It's just different over there, right? Yeah, and it just feels like nobody is capable of figuring anything out. It just, yeah. when I was reading us, I was like, how, how are they... It might be a different thought process, I don't know, mentality over there. I don't know what it was. Like, we've gone over cases in different states since we've been doing the show, and we know, like, Canada's super fucking lenient on murderers. Mm-hmm. Like, we had the, the guy on the Greyhound bus. Yeah, who ate that guy? fucking decapitated the kid and he was ripped his eyes out and hit him and like he was out in like a year yep roaming the streets yeah. and then uh who was the other guy the the uh, on the lords of chaos episode remember we talked about him a little bit anders brevik um he murdered like close to 70 people with he went to like he's the one that blew up oslo and then he went to this island where all these politicians' kids were. It was like a summer camp thing. We just gunned them all down. And, like, the explosion had diverted everyone. You know what I mean? And then he went to the island. And it was just, like, shooting fish in a barrel for a long... It takes people a while to get out there and figure out what's going on. So, but he got... Going back, the, the point of what I'm trying to say is not so much the story, but he got, like, fucking, like, 40 years or something... For killing seventy some odd people or sixty some odd people, should have got. It was like less less than a, less than a year a murder, because they have a cap over there. They have a cap on how high you can go for years. It's yes. strange because in like some countries they really focus on like rehabilitation as opposed to like punishment. Yeah. Mm. So they think they're rehabilitating people, but we were talking about that the other day because she did the uh, Forbidden Five. Uh, uh, botched executions mm-hmm. and so we had the whole conversation of death penalty right, right. are you mm-hmm. for it or against it and you know <coughs> rehabilitation in general with certain people you know and I, I just don't think that it works some, with certain people like right. you steal a candy bar you could yeah. be you're a yeah, thief maybe you could be rehabilitated you eat people uh, that's yeah, a little like different willingly skilling, skidding your child and like eating their flesh it's like, and like you don't know maybe they're you're, more you're pretty far gone at that point I feel it sounds like very like primitive thinking there's just like, so much like superstitious maybe like, yeah. I feel like you can justify a lot when you're taking someone in to help them Right, like Like, that's like what her goal is initially is to like be someone helpful. Like we have a fucking blind dog who's a total asshole, but we're not gonna skin your husband while he sleeps to help him. Well, I'm I'm gonna question it. (laughs) I mean, Gene might lose his fucking nose if we're trying to like socialize him. Like, you know, trying to socialize me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm. I don't know. Like people, you can write off a lot when you're trying to be ambitious in like a helpful way. Yeah. Or like generous. Maybe she didn't want boys and like she wanted a girl. It's just so strange because I feel like. That's what it sounded like, right? Like she was really focused. Like any reasonable person would have said, I mean, I feel like there might be a pill for this maybe. Like he went to like (laughs) to a thousand real quick. I don't know. Yeah. That's crazy. So. Yeah, so he moves him into this house. 
and um, he instructs them to keep the, the two sons basically downstairs in cages, locked out of the way. So you have um, basically the younger son still getting the bulk of the punishment. I guess he's, I'm assuming he's resisting the most. So they have this, um, they're locked in cages. They're basically peeing and pooping in the cages. They are naked all of the time. So, in, um, and that's just how it goes for about six months. They're still undergoing their punishment. The skinning is not consistent, obviously, because I don't think he would have lived through it. But in 2007, Anna, the child, the 13-year-old girl, suggests that they install CCTV monitors in the rooms where the kids are kept in Tucson. So they can monitor them from the kitchen while they're like eating supper or whatever. So they install these cameras and that's when the neighbor also buys the same exact camera and he picks up their feed and that's how they get caught. Oh shit. So it kind of ensues where this guy, he calls the police and says, I'm getting this feed. I don't know who these kids are. He doesn't even know who these children are. He's never seen them. He can't say they live exactly next door to me. Mm -hmm. So they it's go like on this. seeing a picture on a yeah, screen. And, and it's like, yeah. I don't it's recognize these kids. So he calls the police and they kind of go on this hunt. And most of the people are pretty good about it. They let you in. They check their house. And then when they get to, to uh, Clara and Katerina's house, they say, yeah, you can come in. You can check it. They get to one particular door and they're just, they say, no, you can't go in there. That's it. That's where we draw the line. So obviously the police are saying, hey, that's kind of suspicious. Finally, someone decides something, something's kind of weird. They call the, they have to actually call in the fire department to come take the door down because they can't do it themselves. And that's where they find the kids chained up. Mm -hmm. So what they do is they take the two sons and then at this point, Anna is taken into custody with the two sons and she's basically sitting on the floor next to the door holding a teddy bear. And they say she's just this innocent kid, but she's kind of strange. So when they're taking the kids into custody, obviously they're making statements and they're saying the two sons are in terrible health. They're kind of like on death's door. One of them has been through extreme trauma. The other is at the same, but not to the same extent as the younger child is missing skin and everything. But this other girl, she has nothing wrong with her. She seems incredibly healthy, but she's weird. She's like very jumpy. She's, she seems very wild, even though she's not saying anything. They take all of the children and they place them into a children's home, some sort of protective custody. But what happens is Anna suddenly disappears. They can't figure out where she went. And uh, during this whole time, they're trying to identify who Anna is. And all Clara can tell her is that I adopted her. But she doesn't tell the police the, the truth the correct story. She doesn't tell her anything about Norway. She doesn't tell her that Katerina brought her. What she tells her is she was left as an infant on my grandmother's doorstep and I adopted her. What? Which is actually, which turns out to be true legally because that's what she told the courts. And that's what the father who shows up said. So the stories are corroborated, but they can't verify anything about the child. So they don't have a birth record. They don't have anything. They just have that this child exists somewhere. And she's disappeared. So this big hunt goes on to find this child because she's one of the main witnesses in this child abuse case. So as they're, they're finding out that this guy who came in isn't really her father, 
and they're finding out all of these things that were a lie. Obviously, everything is unraveling. So at the same time, there's a child in Norway who came from the Czech Republic, a 13-year-old boy named Adam. So he was checked into a child care facility saying that he was abused by his father who had recently migrated from the Czech Republic. So he's actually in the Norwegian child care, whatever they call their DCYF over there. He's been booked and everything. They have his information and he is living in one of their protective households. He's been attending school for about five months and everything seems to be going fine for a child who's been abused until one day he disappears. So as they're looking for this kid, they're obviously digging into his past a little bit. They're trying to contact his parents to see if he tried to go back home. They try to contact his father, his mother, and they find out that this kid's parents are still in the Czech Republic. Not only is the kid's parents in the Czech Republic, but the kid is in the Czech Republic and the kid is not the kid who they were treating in Norway. So now they're looking for this 13 year old boy. And when they pick him up, which is somewhere in like Oslo or something months later, they find out that Adam, the 13 year old boy is actually Annika, the 13 year old girl who is actually Barbara Sklorva, a 35 year old woman. What? Orphan. orphan, 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 right? Yes, this is based, exactly. This is based off orphan, right? Yeah, so orphan is based on this this case. I'm sorry, I gotta say this. <laughs> I said it backwards. <laughs> I'm like, so this is based off orphan, right? They watched that or movie and then they just went back and duplicated it. I gotta, I gotta see this film. You have not seen Orphan? Seen, no. Oh, dude. I let's just real quick. I love that movie. Like, I didn't. I hadn't seen it until maybe like. What, four years ago? And you and I watched it. Who stars in it? We watched it together at my house. And, um, and I don't think it's not like star studded or anything. No. It's more just like mind blowing though when throughout the whole movie there's a, there's a girl, you know, the girl playing this, uh, what's her name? I'm sorry. In the movie or in real life? In real life. In real life they call her Annika. Yeah. Annika. Anna. The girl playing Annika in the movie adaptation, like she's just so convincing. And in the end of the, like you would never fucking think she's an older woman. And then in the end of the movie, when like she reveals it, like Blows you're me. just fucking blown away. I wish that you didn't know that that was the finish. <laughs> yeah. You know? But it's, ru- watch it's, it. it's ruined for you now. Yo. <laughs> Actually at the time they picked her up, she was 33. I'm sorry. But yeah, so they find out she's actually this, 33-year-old woman with this disorder, which makes her look a lot younger than she is. Oh, shit. Is Progeny? No, it's something else. It's like hyperpituitarism. So she looks a lot younger than she is. But she's also allegedly had some work done, too, to kind of build up on it. So they're saying saying that she might have had, like, uh, liposuction and some stuff done on her face. And, and like this the is not... permanent Snapchat baby filter. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Right, you just go to the doctor, give me the Snapchat baby. But this kind of reminds me of, also there's a documentary titled The Imposter. Mm-hmm. You remember that one? So that one was about this kid that went missing. I think it was in Texas. Uh, yeah, I think I might have heard about I this. I feel like we might have watched this actually a while might've... ago. And like, like um, he comes back he's coming from like France 
and he claims that he's a missing kid in Texas that had gone missing ages ago. And he moves in with the family. And, and he moves in with the like. Yeah. So, so he moves in with the family, and he's like fucking like in his what like teens or twenties now or something, and um, they fucking believe it's him, dude. Because it's been like seven or eight or nine years around the same time frame. And he just said he was like sexually abused and like made up all this shit. And like he convinced them that he was their fucking kid. And he had like an accent and everything. And they were like, oh, how come you speak with a fucking accent? Like you never had that here. And he's like, oh, he used to like beat me and make me talk in an accent. So I developed one. No DNA test. He had a fucking name for all all of this. You know, like he had a he had a concept for all that stuff. So I can see why you know these things happen sometimes. It's just crazy. I just can't see going through like a DCY agency and saying you're a boy when you're actually like this old woman. Like no one's you've been abused. No one's like looked into it to see what sort of abuse you've gone through. No one tugged on his nuts, like you know. Yeah, and it was months. And even the school was like telling. Nuri, like, hey, Adam's a little weird. <laughs> like, he behaves kind of behaves kind of strangely, and he does like these strange things, and he doesn't really get along with the other kids. And they're just like, oh, well, you know, he's Adam. What it's also do? weird that like a mentally unstable woman took in basically another mentally, mentally unstable woman. Yeah, and she had, <laughs> she just completely believed it's like it. A paradox. So they end up uh, bringing her back, obviously, to the Czech Republic. And they kind of somehow managed to connect us. Like, hey, that's the kid. I don't think they should call it the Czech Republic anymore because they don't check. They don't you know, check. They're just not checking. <laughs> over they're they're clearly not checking a lot of things. Uncheck Republic, as they call it that. <laughs> so, yeah, they bring her back there. And it comes out that she's actually the daughter of someone called Joseph Sklarla. I think it's kind of like a weird name. It's like S-K-R-L-A. Okay. Who is the leader of an offshoot of a cult. Now, the original cult was called the Grail Movement, which is sort of some religious kind of cult. You don't get too much information on that, except that they're a religious cult that was formed during, like, the World War II by some... Really? Self- so it's been around for a while. Yeah, it's been around for a while, but it's primarily Must be based- good. We should look, in, look into it. Maybe. I looked into it a little bit, but it's, like, very limited in what they share. So basically, they've been around since, like, World War II... And they have about, but only about 10,000 followers in Europe, primarily. So her father... Like Instagram or... Yeah, they have a great following on Snapchat. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so basically in Europe. And her father is the leader of some sort of rebel sect that branched off of it. So her, so obviously the daughter is involved. Katerina is also a member of it. Clara's sister, but Clara's not. She had no idea that they were involved in a cult. And the other adults who were involved in the torture in the cabin were uh, Barbara's brother and two other people who worked at the children's home with Katerina. Everyone worked at the children's home. So what they're finding out is that Barbara was actually friends with Katerina long before she became Anna. And they kind of built up this sort of ulterior life for her and Barbara was actually majoring in drama at some sort of university and she apparently was an incredibly good actor 
because she managed to fool all these people into believing she was a child. Wow. So with the help of her father and Katerina, they managed to procure fake identification, fake ID and everything. And then basically infiltrate this family with Katerina's help. They kind of decided that they were going to target her family. She had two sons. They knew she had some loneliness. She was isolated. She was basically like the perfect target. So, but it doesn't really get into why. So you have this sect that targets this woman and her family and decides to send this daughter in as a child. And then the family kind of tortures the children. So during this whole time, once they're starting to get into everything, obviously they're bringing the adults who are involved in the torture, they're bringing the brother in, they're bringing the other two employ employees of this children's home in, but they're not getting any information really. So they're trying to get information on who sort of told them to go in, who sort of kind of came up with this whole thing. The ringleader. Um, yeah, the ringleader, right. which is clearly Barbara's father because he's a member of this cult, and they're all members of this cult. So they reach out to the Grail Movement. So they have, apparently, the Grail Movement cult has like a spokesperson in the Czech Republic who tells them, oh, they were members of our cult, but we expelled them 11 years ago because they were too extreme they sort of started having these crazy ideas and we couldn't have them in here. But that was all they would go into, saying that they had formed a splinter cell sort of section. And at the time, there were only 15 members. So what they find out is the father of Adam, who was the child she was posing as in Norway, is actually a member of the group and helped them send him over there, send her over there, gave them all Adam's information and Adam was kind of in hiding. Wow. So, all to get this kid out of the Czech Republic. And the, uh, you can't, I couldn't find anything on this splinter cell movement, which apparently has grown to their estimating like over like 1,500 people. Just so, the, the splinter cell is a legit thing. It's a legit thing. Like the Grail movement confirmed that they banished them because they formed this organization. Wow. They don't have an actual Jeez. name. So, they're like, yo, we're. They're called the ants, is all I could get, but I can't find ants? anything. So it's like, oh, we're we're in a cult, but not that kind of cult. Right. Yeah, kind they're like, like you're, you're we're not your cult, guys. Right. So they were Jeez. they were too cultish for the cult. They had to get out of there. So you know it's gotta be bad with that. Right. And I couldn't find anything on this cult at all, except that this guy was in charge and that it was confirmed by this other this other cult. Yeah, if it, I, if it's that extreme they're pro it's probably not going to be accessible, right? Until yeah. Yeah, until there's like a big case about it, you know. The only thing that shows up on Google is the Ant Hill Kids. Yeah, and that's cult. I exactly. And then there's like this. There's some information in like check, but I can't. It's very vague, and it only confirms that her father is the leader. So during this whole kind of questioning, the all the adults have different things to say. But they all confirm that they're a member of this cult, except for Clara, who's completely a fucking idiot because she has no idea what's going on. She doesn't know that this girl is 30-something years old. She doesn't know her sister's in a cult. She doesn't know that she's been manipulated. She has no idea. So, as they're, they're talking to Barbara, though, she's saying she was also tortured. So she's trying to pretend she, had, she was innocent in this. But she's saying things like she was raped, that people sort of got into all this stuff when on 
with her as well when they were actually sexually molesting the boys and torturing them. So they do this big examination. They find that she's never been tortured. There's no, she has, she's basically got this flawless body. Like she's never, she has no scar. She has nothing at all. She's still a virgin. Everything's completely intact. And basically this, the people who are examining her, the fucking psychiatrists, they, they have no idea if she's crazy. They don't know if she's been abused. She don't, they don't know if she has a mental illness. She's that basically that good of an actor or she's really that disturbed. They can't even confirm what's going on with this girl. So as they're going on with the case, um, they obviously start looking for Joseph. They can never find this guy. Barbara's father is never located. They can't confirm anything about him except that he exists and that apparently he is the leader of this cult. So when they start looking into the text messages that Clara was receiving, they're all coming from Barbara's phone or, or Katerina's phone. They do know that, she, that Clara did meet with somebody, but they don't know who it was. So during this whole time, they can't really confirm anything except that the children are tortured and they don't know if anyone is mentally ill because it's for whatever, I don't know what's going on with the people there, but they can't confirm anything with the people they're examining. So they don't know if it's a sect mentality, they don't know if they're mentally ill, they don't know if they abuse themselves. Everyone seems to do everything on their own, but then seems very scared. So and in the sect, and when they're starting to sentence them, they, it's, just, it's crazy, like they give, I have that written down here. They only give Barbara five years, so she's out. This was in 2007. She's already out. Wow. Yo. What? And, and what's funny is the minute she was released, she completely disappeared. Was she tried as an adult? She was tried as an adult, even though she said she was a 13-year-old boy, <laughs> and she stuck with that to the end of oh sentencing. Oh, my God. Even though they what said she wasn't great. mentally ill. But they need she some was, experts over there. Yeah, five years, and they cannot find her. They've like tried to kind of... Torturing someone else. They don't know wow. where she is. They still have not located her father. Clara was sentenced to 10 years. Her sister, well, sent seven. Her sister was sentenced to 10. And then the other adults were like five, seven years. So everyone is out except for the mother and the sister. It was very, very minor. It's so and crazy how they can fucking do that. It's just, that, that's the part that blows wow. your mind. Yeah. I guess basically... What they were saying is that they couldn't prove, they couldn't make anything of the case. They don't know why they did it. They don't know who kind of orchestrated it. Yeah, it's like you don't have a motive, right? Yeah, there's really nothing except this mother say, like this mother who's just like, I don't know what the fuck happened. She's just basically in shock, like she almost doesn't believe it. And like they show like pictures of her in court crying, like I don't understand. I don't even barely remember this, and it's so believable. Like they. Can everybody, everybody be that good of an actor? Like, Crack they just don't understand. Give her an That's insane. And what I think is amazing is that the father was actually, like, around because he took the kids. But through this whole time, he didn't know anything was going on. What? Yeah, your your kid is missing flesh on his Oh, my his gosh. And, oh and it's crazy because no. they, they the took fuck? them out of school and started like, doing, so like, homeschooling. So they had a homeschool-like liaison who came out and met with these kids. And it's funny because they have statements from like the homeschool li liaison saying, the children seem strange and alarmingly sick. 
but they didn't report anything. Oh my god! Oh my god. So for like two. So they're years, writing it down, but just oh. not vetting it. They're not doing the anything. Yeah. And then during the time where they were working at the home, so they kind of suspect they still haven't even found out where like the cottage was, where they brought these kids. But during the time where, during the same time frame where the children went to this cottage, they did an inspection of the home where they were working, where every one of the adult defendants was working. And there was one room that they went to inspect, and everyone was like, you can't go in there, you can't go in there, someone's in there and dangerous. So the inspector was like, okay, fine, that's fine, because everyone was so like, seemed like they were going to hurt them if they went in there, so the woman went back later and opened the door. They found someone, they couldn't see them, but they were laying on a floor, and they kind of, there was like noise, like they were chained. So they're all, like, all of a sudden someone comes up and shuts the door and says, oh, I'm so glad that I saw that you were in there, otherwise you could have been hurt. And they just, they just said, okay, and left. Even though there's no record of any reason someone should be chained up in this room. Mm, so the insane, kids are probably chained dude. up in this room. Oh, my God. In a children's home that was, like, funded by the Czech Republic. Wow. So, yeah. You'd they, think somebody would put the antenna up. Yeah, no one actually looked into it. Crazy. No one said anything. And I think it's like even crazier because they couldn't find any information on the cult. They couldn't find any information on the father. And then that woman disappeared right after. So it's sort of speculating that this is just ongoing. That there might be people all over yeah, like Europe maybe, doing this shit. Maybe it's like bigger than people think. Yeah. You know? So they, ex- they suspect that they were actually trying to use like this leader's daughter as sort of this child like idol. And saying she's like ageless. She doesn't age. She's a child forever. And sort of manipulate these families into following and joining. That's crazy. But they have, other than that, there's nothing but speculation and everybody has basically disappeared that might have answers. Right. It's like people have been convinced to join cults based on less than that. True. You know? That is true. Wow, that's so fucked up. Wow. That was a good one, dude. That's pretty much the end of it, right? Yeah, that's that's it. That's what happened. They couldn't do anything else. Thanks for checking that out. Yeah, that was a that was, that was yeah, one of the sicker ones. Story. That story checks the box. Wow. Check. No, that was a good one. Yeah, thanks for thanks for uh, presenting that one. I think at the very least, you know, if you want to get like a slight taste of what all this shit was about, you know, check out the orphan movie because yeah, it's pretty it's fucking crazy in itself. You know, it's not quite as factual. Uh, as the story you were telling, you know what I mean. Like, I mean, obviously the setup, the concepts there. But if you if you look up this, you'll see pictures of this Barbara person. And to to be honest, I don't really think she looks all that much like a thirteen year old girl. Like I feel like she looks you like, feel like she looks pretty like old. Like a librarian, so? like someone yeah. might be like a younger librarian, but she definitely doesn't look like a child. Oof. And then especially when you see her as pictures of Adam, she just looks like a. Fat, older, like bald lesbian. <laughs> to be honest, like I wouldn't I say that's a this. that's a thirteen-year-old wow. boy right there. This sounds like a must-see. Yeah, I know, right? Like I'm not convinced. I don't know how anyone else was, but I don't know what boys look like in Norway. Happy though, Pride so. Month, everyone. <laughs> Maybe like fat lesbians. Hey, she does. That's what she looks like. She's wearing like a zipper sweater. It just lesbians know. can be fat. Everyone's fat. Of course, you can be, but it's just like if I looked at it, I was like, yeah, it's just like a chubby lesbian woman, but. 
Apparently, he's also a 13-year-old boy could look like that. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Anything's possible these days. That's true. <laughs> People are fucking Transformers. <laughs> what's messed up is right now I'm just picturing Bobby Hill. That's what she looks like. She kind of looks like Bobby Hill, except with like weird thick glasses. Wait, who's Bobby Hill? From King of the Hill. Yeah. Oh, Bobby Hill. He's, I love Bobby Hill. Yeah. yeah. Put glasses on him and like a zippered fleece. That's this woman. This was, uh, this yeah, was a good one. This is a good one. Thank uh, you for this. Wow. We do want to thank you because there's, I think you're thank like you for the, the third guest to present something. So it doesn't happen that often. So the golden goose has laid its egg on Evil Examined. And, uh, you know, we'll be back soon to come and see you guys again. And in the meantime, check out www.evilexamined.com for our outdated articles. Also, all of our audio can be located there. Uh, we do have some pretty cool artwork up. Uh, bios of the people who uh, contribute on the show in the sickos section. And then, of course, the Sinister Store is up there. That'll show you where to get uh, our uh, horror novels and novellas and uh, short story collections on Amazon. Yep. Anything else, guys? Thanks for having us. We appreciate oh, yeah, George, it. shout out your podcast. No, uh, the breakdown... Uh, you can actually, uh, if you want to, just send us a message, uh, thebreakdownlegends at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, and we just appreciate you inviting us. We had a great time at Evil Examine. Thanks again. And thanks again, Sound Sarita. Great story. No Absolutely. All yeah. right. We will see you guys in the future.